Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Henry J, and I am joined by some of our talented writers to discuss the world of indie games. We have two people here today, much like we did last week. Actually, the same crew as last week. Uh, Taz and Puppet Master. And hello, Taz. How are you? I'm wonderful, Henry. How are you? Swell. Puppet Master N. How are you? I am good. I'm good. That's good. Fantastic. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about, of course, what we are playing, and then we're going to do something a little bit different on this episode of the Game Raven Review podcast. We're going to deep dive into how and why an indie game crossed over, and we're going to start with probably one of the biggest games of 2020 that is Among Us, so stay tuned. dive into what we are playing this week whether it's indie or not we play a ton of games so let's start with puppet master n what are you playing this week hey i'm actually not really playing a whole lot of new things this week um i just finished up little nightmares um which i talk about every week the new one is coming out on the 11th on thursday which i'm very excited for um, and that has been a wonderful journey for me. I I got finished with it um, the other night, and then I started the DLC is, um, where you can play as one of the kids as well. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm all in it. I'm all in little nightmares right now, figuring out this complex story of gluttony and slavery and all the, all the terrible things in life, all the nightmares we encounter, and. It's great. I love it. Um, I'm also playing through Omari as well. And Henry, you had an interesting experience with Omari. I've been curious about this. I did. Because... I Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, because last week you were really excited about Omari and you were like, I'm going to stream it tonight. And then you only lasted like, what, 20 minutes? Like, what happened? So what happened was uh, I thought the game would be more of like an undertale where there's some levity and uh, some funniness mixed in with the seriousness, and I was wrong. It's a very serious game right off the bat. And I got not weirded out, but I was like, I felt like this this is a game that I don't want to share with other people. I, I, need, I want to play this game alone. So I stopped streaming it. <laughs> You're I felt, like, I want to have all the feelings on my own by myself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my my I mean, I am not a streamer and I don't pretend to be when I stream. It's more like I'm I just want to like talk to other people and the game is like secondary. Um, And so my channel, the way everything is kind of set up in my very extremely small community, uh, I, I like riff on games. I make fun of it. And to play like an like a very serious game uh kind of threw me for a loop i probably should have previewed it before i streamed it uh but i didn't you know how it is and Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's it's a fantastic game but not something that i i can make fun of for sure (laughs) so i i uh i'm gonna enjoy that one by myself yeah i'm sorry if i misled you somehow i mean the the very beginning it, it is adorable and it's cute and you're just little kids and you're playing hide and go seek and you know there is a little bit of humor there but once you really dive into the story and understand what this kid is going through yeah it's super heavy and i love that stuff 
So on my stream, it's just that's what we do. We we dive deep there, you know. So I'm sorry you were able to stream it, but are you going to continue playing it on your own? Yes, definitely. I'm I'm really excited to to get through it because I'm sure the story is fantastic. So yeah, but definitely not something I want to share with with other people. Yes. Yes. So anyway, I'm still playing through Omari. It's finally gotten to the point where, yeah, there's some weirdness happening and I'm I'm really loving the story and I'm really creeped out and that's what it should do. And I'm still really enjoying it very much so. Um, And then also I'm still playing through Stardew, of course, making my way. I kind of get stuck inside of Stardew for long hours on end. <laughs> and uh, I'm very happy there. But I'm finally starting to experience the new update, the um, the new update that just came out came out because really you can't experience a lot of the new stuff until your second year or after you've uh, completed the um, community center. Am I right? Yeah, it's. It, I think it added a lot of new end game content. I've never actually gotten that far in Stardew. I don't know why, but I lose I lose uh, steam. And then I got to go and then I'll pick it back up like six months later. So I'm still trying to get through and and see the end game content that is now put in there. Who knows what year I'll be able to see it. But I'm glad that you're you're experiencing it now. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's some there's some new interactions that you have uh, with some of the characters throughout. And um, there's some other things that are slightly different. But overall, it's like pretty much the same until you finish the community center, which I I mean. I have a mixed relationship with. I'm like, we're all really excited for this update. And, but you can only experience the update if you're really far into the game already, which is kind of brilliant because they've kind of roped in a lot of people to play for a longer period of time. Um, But also it's, uh, it does kind of suck to have to go through that much of the game before you experience the, the newer stuff. So I'm kind it's of on still, the fence about it. It's still a fun time, though. I mean, this is like Final Fantasy XIV just put out um, a trailer. They had a huge release event for their next expansion that's coming out where you go to the freaking moon, which I'm really excited about. Shout out to oh. Final Fantasy IV. Um, but I'll, I still have like 200 hours worth of game to get through before I can even begin to think about enjoying the new expansion that comes out in the fall. So I have like 200 hours of game that I have to push through to get to the end game of Final Fantasy 14 before they move the end game even further. So wow. I, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you have to start Stardew fresh. Ugh. Yeah. But I've been having a good time. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's It's been good. So, yep, that's what I'm that's what I'm playing. Nice. Taz, what about you? Um. I finally finished Alien Isolation last night. Was it last night? No, Saturday night. Spooky Saturday. Because um, typically I go 9 to midnight, but I straight up went 9 to 3 because I had to finish the game because, like Emily said, um, it's uh, Little, Little Nightmares is coming out this week, and I promised everyone I would finish Alien Isolation. What a trash game, first of all. <laughs> oh what an God. absolute freaking... <laughs> trash game you know you know freaking like the the pacing it's all about pacing right you know freaking they really they, they really milked the crap out of this because like late game like maybe second half of the game which i feel like i did in one stream um 
it has like it gives you the runaround a million times over something inconvenient happens so everyone's like hey you have to go do this thing it's like why don't you do it first of all second of all okay fine take half an hour go to that place come back something inconvenient happens so you have to do it again like it's just the the story i didn't even know what was happening the entire time i was so caught up in doing some chores around the spaceship that i i don't know where the story was going did not care did, i wanted it to be done so we finished it that's my opinion on that um <laughs> okay. like horror like i've talked about this before there has to be a balance between you know the puzzles and the story it's yeah. such a delicate balance and sometimes horror uh it goes too heavy one way or the other and sometimes yeah. they do that intentionally so you're so you're off uh you know you're not ready when they go and scare you they, were there right. like a lot of jump scares and stuff in in this game uh yeah oh yeah um i feel like compared to outlast which outlast you can do in one night and like the second part like the last part of the game like the last quarter of it, maybe you're not bothered by any of this stuff. You know, G- you know, giant guy comes and chases you. It's not a big deal at that point. You're like, OK, another got to do this again. Um, but through I-, I do give him credit for alien isolation. I was always afraid of the alien. There was always like. Fear in that, so they kept that up. They kept the hype of with that. Um, but it's just you're right. Horror games and like. I prefer me personally. I prefer a more linear approach when it comes to horror games. I prefer um, like walking simulators um, personally in horror games because it's like riding a roller coaster and these things can just scare you and give you a good genuine scare. And then you're on to the next thing. It's awesome. And in isolation, though, it was a bunch of sci fi mumbo jumbo and it was just bad. It was just bad. But I get to say I finally completed it. The game came out in like 2013, I think. So, yeah, um, 2014. It was the uh, according according to Metacritic, it was the 55th best PC game of 2014. 55th. Wow. Number two was Dark Souls. Number one was Kentucky Route Zero Act Three. I never even heard of that game. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait, can you say that name again? Kentucky Route Zero Act Three, which I believe is an indie game. It is. Oh, I've never heard of this game before. Is the number one? Okay. And yet it was the number one? Yeah, with what? a 90. I mean, Metacritic is whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 91 uh, average review. Wow. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. But yeah, finally done with that one. Um, on my kind of off time, I'm playing Yu Gi Oh! Duel Links and Star Wars The Old Republic still as a little what, casual. What did you, what did you roll? in star wars the old republic what do you mean oh uh uh god mmo language is so crazy um (laughs) uh yeah like i guess my character yeah what did what did you pick what class oh i guess you i did a he's a jet jedi sentinel so he's pretty much a dps uh character but i did that dual dual lightsabers dual dual wielding lightsabers pretty dope pretty sick I just wish there was more like um, it's it's very black and white when it comes to like light or dark side, because it has dialogue options. Um, and you can kind of rock be a Jedi, kind of rock more light side or you do have uh, dark side like dialogue options as well. That would have a negative impact on your like your your balance, I guess, or your 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 
your alignment. Um, but compared to even like the Knights of the Old Republic, there was no like middle. Um, you're either like a happy go lucky. Oh, I need to serve some justice and, you know, help everyone or uh, everyone deserves to die and I will slaughter all of you. There's no middle. I prefer a nice like gray Jedi storyline, something in the middle, something more realistic when it comes to that stuff. But uh, it's it's very one or the other. But it's okay. I like it still. Well, I'm playing something extremely not nerd. Well, I guess it is nerdy this week. Maybe not as nerdy as uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, but this is a game that I've been wanting <laughs> to play for a long time, and I found out that they have a demo because it never goes on sale, and it's always really, really expensive. And it is called uh, Super Mega Baseball 3, which is an indie game, if you can believe it. Uh, it's made by a team of like 15 people in Vancouver, and it has this... All the, all the teams and all the players are fake, and it's got the throwback, like, Super Nintendo-style um, gameplay to it. Everything's very arcade and the graphics are pretty good. It looks like it's made in, like, Unity. Um, it's got that Unity vibe to it, but it, the gameplay is just super snappy and a lot of fun. Big arcade action. Um <laughs> The batting and the pitching is is really great. Uh, I, I've I've been a baseball fan for a long time. I've kind of fallen off in the past couple of years, but uh, uh, in a in a past life, I actually worked for a uh, a wood bat collegiate baseball league for two seasons as their public address announcer and communications person. So I've been around the game a lot, even though I never played it. And uh, I'm really enjoying Super Mega Baseball 3. There is a team called the Sirloins, which is very funny to me. And their logo is a steak. <laughs> That's awesome. But can't Why beat do, it. Oh. <laughs> what does every character look just jacked up? I know, right? It's, it's the best. <laughs> it reminds me of like um, if you've ever played uh, King Griffey Jr.'s winning run on the Super Nintendo, which is a rare game, uh, a rare wear game. Oh, no. Um, everybody looks like that. Everybody's just got huge. Well, I mean, it was the steroid era back then, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of harkens harkens back to like everybody has huge biceps. Um, another thing that's cool too is that there's both uh, men and women on uh, on the roster, which is okay. really neat. Hi. So you get get some co-ed baseball happening, and um, yeah, it's just super cool. And apparently, there's a huge community around it. So I think I'm gonna pick it up and stream it. Um, actually, wait, we recorded this on Monday. I'm streaming on Tuesday because today is my dad's uh, 67th birthday. Happy birthday, dad. So, um, yeah, if you want to watch me play it, um, twitch.tv slash superhenry64 is where you can go for that. I'm excited okay. to share and make fun of Super Mega Baseball 3. That's a game that I can make fun of. Omori cannot make fun of that. Can I make fun of that? Uh, Henry, did you ever play uh, Slugfest 2003? No, I, I think I rented it and I didn't really enjoy it. Um, what? Look, okay. NBA Jam was and is my favorite sports game of all time. Before I got fired from my job because of COVID, I was going to buy the re-release of the cabinets that they they still have. They You can buy like... It's like a three-quarter sized arcade cabinet that has NBA Jam in it. And I was going to buy it because I made money. Um, I love that game so much (laughs) that I was willing (laughs) to put an arcade cabinet of it in my house. So, um, 
Yeah, but the Slugfest games never really had that same kind of feel and vibe that NBA Jam had. So okay. I, maybe I should pick it back up. Maybe I should try and find it and replay it again. But I remember renting it and not really enjoying it. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like, I guess, I don't know. I'm a little bit younger than you. So the time I got it, like, because I also rented it from like back when Blockbuster was a thing. My mom let me rent it because we yeah. loved, we had a baseball phase, loved baseball. She'd take me to the games and stuff. I'd play Slugfest. And like, when I found out you can just like beat people up and just like set yourself on fire was ridiculous to me. And as a child, I thought that was fantastic. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. Baseball's not like, boring in this it's like you can beat up the pitcher if you wanted to right right yeah i had that like nfl blitz vibe where you yeah, just yeah. beat the crap out of people <laughs> after plays and stuff oh man good times so who's your favorite player when you were a kid um let's see i think i was a boone fan brett boone, brett fan boone? oh man yeah, dude. Brett boone. Uh, he had one good season <laughs> no i love that guy he he I'm got so a, happy he, you said that he got popped for roids and his career was never the same after he uh he got Dang. suspended yeah after well, he got we don't off need the to juice. talk about that it's fine we don't need to talk about that after he got off the juice he was never the same there we, we were yeah. talking 2001 mariners yes. yeah dude oh man i Gotta went to, I went to each, ichiro for me uh, I went to Ichiro's, I think, first Mariners game and Edgar Martinez's, like, final finale at the Mariners game, too. Oh, God bless Edgar Martinez. Yeah, he was my mom's favorite. Easy on the eyes, as my mom would say. Yes. <laughs> hey, he's still easy on the eyes, let me say. He's aged well. He has. Uh, anyway. Yes, so we're going to have another podcast where we just talk about how hot <laughs> old Mariner players were. From, like. <laughs> From like 95 to yeah like 2003 <laughs> yes <laughs> when I the mariners it. were relevant Dang. oh man right i have a mariners monopoly with all the yeah. the team from yeah 2001 actually yeah wow i do wow. i do hey um can we hearken back to this uh kentucky route zero i'm sorry i'm looking into it and i kind of love it and i'm really excited about it and i'm super happy that you mentioned it it was like made by three people over the course of a few years and it looks beautiful and amazing and apparently the music's great so i'm gonna stream this game i've heard oh. that it is fantastic yeah and there's also a dog with a hat on so that's fun well there you go <laughs> i so don't know how to segue that. out of that <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> thanks for declaring your like i'm gonna stream this i'm like okay that's fine yes i'm <laughs> <laughs> I just I just wanted you all to know that I'm excited because we just I just stumbled across a little indie game that did really well years back. And we actually were talking about that with game the game Ruben crew the other day and how like, you know, we're focused on the new stuff happening, but it's good too to go back and find indie games that have already come out that like this one. Like I had no idea this one existed, even though it got, you know, first on Metacritic or whatever, however many years ago. Um, it's good to go back and, and search through and find those little gems and experience them now, dig them up. So some of our writers are going to start doing that, which is super cool. So I'm excited this experience happened. Thank you, Henry, for uh, introducing me to this beautiful no problem. little game. Stream yeah. it, and uh, maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast. Awesome blossom. There we go. Coming up next, 
indie games that went big, how it happened, what we think about it. We are going to deep dive into the biggest game of 2020 among us. Stick around. Welcome to the main segment of the Game Raven Review podcast. Uh, we are going to talk about one of the biggest games of 2020 among us. How did it get so big? Why did it get so big? And how we feel about that? Because I know that Puppet has a hot take about this game that you've been very quiet. I thought you were just going to start like right off the bat at the beginning of the podcast talking about your hot take. But uh, you've been you've been reserved. So hold hold on a second. We'll okay. get to your hold hot take. <laughs> <laughs> start 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 preparing your hot take. Um, okay. So Among Us came out um, initially in 2018, I believe, and um, just kind of it was 2017. Yep. Wow, crazy, and it did well, but it really started to pick up. In July of 2020, um, it was first streamed by a streamer called SR underscore KAIF, K-A-I-F, to an audience about, of about 2,000 plus started playing this game. Uh, that streamer is like a variety streamer. I, I've taken a lot of this from a, uh, from a PC Gamer article by Wes Fenlon. So if you want to go check that out, uh, he kind of broke down how this game rose to such a huge success um, and then it was uh, picked up and streamed by uh, XQC. Do you, do you know? I feel like Taz. Do you know about this? Do you watch a lot of pro pro gaming? Yeah, I prefer to watch the like top like Twitch fail compilations. That way, I know what to expect when I'm like, streaming. But yeah, I've seen. I, I'm pretty familiar with the top streamers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what what about pro gaming? Pro gaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like pro like pro. Esports? Yeah, esports. Sorry, that's what it's called now. Yeah, esports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, this guy was apparently an Overwatch player for the Dallas Fuel. Yeah, he was and, the tank. Um, oh, he was the tank. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he's extremely problematic. He was suspended twice during the league's inaugural season, first for homophobic remarks against an opposing player, and then secondly uh, for various reasons, including spreading racially disparaging emotes and using disparaging language against Overwatch League casters and fellow players. Uh, this guy, no longer in the league, obviously, but streamed this game, <laughs> streamed yeah. Among Us, and that kind of uh, kind of broke it into, uh, into the mainstream and, and a bigger audience, um, uh, as well as with a, a, a lot of prominent Korean streamers, and that kind of pushed uh, Among Us to the top of Twitch algorithms, and then away it went. Away it went. Yeah, no, no, I think it's very interesting because surrounding context with the beginning of Among Us, right? I remember we were in Chelan, and the game at the time, right, that lasted a month until Among Us really blew up was this cute little indie game, well, cute little indie game called, with a huge team behind it, so your opinions may vary, um, called Fall Guys. I don't know if you guys remember that one. That was kind of like your... Uh, uv 100 um and each area had its own it was like a, like an obstacle course game you had to be the last one standing type situation very fun i played it a couple times 
Um, but that game like blew up before Among Us. And then all of a sudden it dropped off the face of the earth once Among Us kind of started coming up. And every streamer pretty much forgot about Fall Guys, started playing Among Us. And um, which is interesting because you have Fall Guys, who has a giant team of of creators, um, whereas Among Us, not so much. And it's it's one of those very fascinating things of like Fall Guys, great, like fantastic production, amazing animation like all these things among us simple to the point crisp clean 2d partial 3d animations so tiny so little but is still rocking you know the charts to this day so yeah the, the among us was let's back up a little bit among us was made by uh inner sloth is the name of the developers uh there's three of them on the team and that's it a game developed yep. by three whole people Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and Fall Guys, I remember Fall Guys being huge. That was like uh, right when lockdown first started happening. The pandemic got really bad um, or actually became a pandemic, I guess. And Fall Guys was like the it game. A lot of people were playing it. And then, yeah, all of a sudden it was Among Us just appeared out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, all thanks, yeah. All thanks to Twitch. And one of the big reasons is because it had huge crossover appeal because you can get much like puppet what you're doing on your multiplayer monday streams you can get all these streamers together on one stream get all of their audiences together in one area and watch them play this game together which requires a lot of teamwork and a lot of speaking and a lot of sleight of hand and manipulation and things like that so it's like it's perfectly tailored for streaming for a twitch platform Absolutely. And honestly, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to get on my soapbox yet, but uh, a lot of the issues that I had uh, with um, Among Us and indie games and what that means and everything actually had far more to do with Fall Guys and how Fall Guys got really popular and how people were calling it an indie game when I would argue it's not necessarily an indie game. But again, my definition of what an quote unquote indie game is, is probably different than a lot of people's. Um, so yeah, I think it's great that Intersloth, even now, like you go to their website, it's still mostly just the three of them. I mean, obviously they have a lot of help on the back end for a lot of things, but the developers are still out there and they're very personable and like, um, it, yeah, I, I think it's, it's been a one, it's a wonderful thing to see. We were talking last podcast about the creativity that comes out of scarcity and, among us like you said is a very simple game and yet it it's just the perfect storm of everything that works really well and you don't need a lot it's simple and that simplicity is just it's beautiful to see how successful that simplicity has become i feel like anybody can play it you already know the rules it's basically mafia like what we were talking about last week um mm -hmm. you're just playing a digital version of that and yeah, it's just an extremely low barrier to entry. Anybody can play it. It's on any platform under the sun. And mm -hmm. is it cross-play? I didn't look that up. Yes, you can play on mobile and be playing with somebody on who's on PC. Yes. So there you go. It's on everything. It can be played by anybody. It's extremely easy to get into. You don't need a learning curve. Like my parents could play this game. <laughs> mm -hmm. So... 
yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like the perfect the perfect storm for something to be extremely popular. Yeah, so popular to where didn't they like cancel their sequel because they were in the middle of working on it and then the first one blew up and they're like, oh, snap, we got to like focus on this. Pretty sure that's what happened, right? I, I believe so. I didn't look into if there was a sequel or not. This is the first time I'm I'm hearing about it. Um, but it it doesn't surprise me at all that they would just have to shut everything down and like kind of handle this huge monstrosity that has happened to the to their game yeah, in terms sure. of player base. So yeah, that that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean to to put it all into perspective, at the start of July 2020, Among Us averaged a couple hundred viewers on Twitch, and by the end of August, it averaged over 100,000. And since then, it's been downloaded over 100 million times just from the Google Play Store alone. I did not know that 100 million people own Android phones, but they do. And they've downloaded, <laughs> <laughs> and they've downloaded this game over 100 million times, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've been actually really enjoying this game because it's so global. Um, you know, this... Actually, we're playing it again tonight, and uh, we're having somebody from Scotland and somebody from Australia, and I have other friends, you know, from other parts of the world that we've played this together, and it's, yeah, it's it's like a concept that like spans all kinds of uh, barriers that you would think, like you know, you said your parents could play this game, you know, and I we there are little kids that play this game, and there are people in different countries and different cultures who understand the concept of this game, and. You know, it, it, we all relate over figuring out who, who was the murderer and who, who we should like target and who we should not. And like, that's like a universal concept that it's just really fun. It's like, it's so fun to play. Um, and I, I've been, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. And I've actually made friends through this game from around the world, um, because of Among Us. And so it's, it's great. Henry, I know you have a different opinion about among us personally do you want to tell us a little bit about your feelings about the game and the structure it's not for me (laughs) i feel like you you keep trying to to tighten the screws on me this has happened for the last like three weeks or so about this game i know because i i'm uh, again i you know i i'm gonna be that girl for a minute I'm a Scorpio, so I like to understand, like, what oh what is the deeper meaning here? Like, why do you not like Among Us? Like, what what is it? Like, you you just said amazing things about this game and how great it is, but then you say, well, it's not for me. Like, what? Tell us. Well, Give us well as as the I guess the host, even though I don't like to be called the host of of this podcast, I'm just giving thrown out bullet points there for uh, for the two of you to expand upon. So, <laughs> but okay, my personal feelings about Among Us is that I think it's a fantastic game. I think it's great that it's so huge and it was made by three people. I, I love the, those stories, the underdog stories. I mean, in like the music world, it's always cool to see like a band get huge that maybe they're from your hometown or maybe you have like a deep connection to them and you saw them in a room of like 100 people and now they're playing the Reading Festival, like how I saw Idols. That's right. I saw Idols in a room with 200 people and then six months later, they're playing the Reading Festival. Insane. It was, uh, I got my ass kicked at that show. But anyway, <laughs> besides the point, it's it's fun to see like a little engine that could, right? 
So, but the game itself is not for me. The first time I played it, uh, and the only time I've played it was on our charity stream during Christmas. And I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not good at it. I'm not good at the game. I don't know what's happening. Um, I felt like I needed more time. Everybody was like really good at it. So I had, I was like, Oh, where do I go? What do I do? I, I don't know. I don't want to look stupid on stream. And then, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to like lay low and like chill out. And then like, I was the murderer and I was like, Oh no, what, a, how do I do this? How do I make myself look cool? And then like, I got in my head a bunch and then like somebody immediately saw me kill somebody. And then I was like, had to lie. And I knew that I, I couldn't like talk my way out of it. So I was like, yeah, I just give up. <laughs> oh, and that's oh my, my God. And that's my story of among us. <laughs> that's a lot of, lot to unpack. Wow. That's a lot of baggage. So yeah, so maybe maybe it's just my like deep seated anxieties. Maybe I have some things I need to work out. And I just dug it out of you to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, now this is a uh, this is a therapy session. It's a, it, yeah, well, you'd be surprised. Um, so yeah, I I, I mean, just need I don't more know. time with this game. That's what it sounds like to me. Probably, um, but I I I'm like a Jackbox kind of guy if i'm gonna play like a like a party game with a bunch of people and i i I really enjoy playing jackbox that's kind of my my jam so and i don't i don't know like i'm not i mean i don't think i'm a very good liar so i get in my own head about like having to like perform and be like well i I mean i saw blah 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 and go down the vent or whatever it's like man nobody's gonna believe me like i'm not good at this (laughs) (laughs) so that's why i say it's it's not for me but i enjoy watching other people play it and i enjoy all the like the drama and uh yelling that comes out of among us which i think is a huge hook for people watching it right is to see people just like flip out and get really pissed off like fake obviously but like you know start yelling and raising their voices and getting defensive about things oh my god Um, yes it's so fun so i'm definitely i'm definitely a viewer for for among us i'm definitely not a player cool well thank you i understand you better now yep that's my story and i'm sticking to it cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah that uh, i'm i'm sorry to to burst your bubble i i probably should play it again and uh, maybe maybe while we're not like trying to raise money for for charity for children like, for sick children yeah, for children <laughs> and like i understand okay <laughs> and like maybe we could play it off stream one day as like as a as a group and maybe i'll feel more comfortable uh, being on the the bright lights of of a Twitch stream, but okay, uh, okay, we'll implement it into yeah. our next you know little meeting. Say this is important. We need Henry to feel more comfortable, so we're playing <laughs> together off stream. <laughs> oh, I'm such a millennial. Good God, you know, <laughs> back in my day, you just get kicked if you sucked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you just get vote kicked right out of a Counter Strike if you were garbage. Oh no. <laughs> Nowadays, hand holding. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> every everybody gets a trophy. Everybody yeah, trophy. <laughs> but not in Among Us, by the way. Nope, there's a winner. Oh yeah. There's so a winner. get ready for that, because you know, once you're in the game, no mercy. Yeah, I, I, it's it probably just just comes down to me needing more time to play it, because like the map, I didn't, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's over here, it's over there, and I'm like, I don't know where this is. 
I feel like if you're playing with a bunch of people who also don't know, it's probably a lot more fun to kind of all learn together as a group uh, of where to go and what to do. But when you're playing with uh, Among Us veterans such as yourselves, it's it's a bit much. Uh, to be clear, I'm definitely not a veteran. I have no, mm-mm. but I do play with people like, you know, my sister is also a streamer, Lil Force Faye, and she plays all the time with people over in the UK, actually. Um, and they like, ha- like, they know little tricks and, you know, just common sense, quote unquote, things that are like, oh, you, you never vote on seven or something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> And I'm still gathering like where spaces are. So when when I'm like, oh, I saw somebody die in the hallway and they're like, where? I'm like, in the hallway. And they're like, where? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have fun with the fact that I have no idea what I'm doing. And I kind of suck at the game, too. But it's, you know, it's I don't know. It's fun for me. I like to make fun of myself during this game and especially with um when i'm playing with her and like other quote unquote what did you say like professionals yeah um seasoned veterans. players veterans who play it all the time i'm just like it's just it's it's fun it's fun and interesting for sure but yeah people get really into it sometimes it's it's fun to sit back and watch for sure yeah i, I just needed to get over myself taz how do you feel about <laughs> <laughs> About Among Us. Do you enjoy it? Do you like playing it? Trash game. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, no, it, I, it's okay. Yeah, I was never... See, that's the thing. I never got into, like, Mafia or anything like that growing up. So I'm like, uh, this is fun. Like, I don't understand how people can do it for hours on end. I'm like, okay, can we, like, you know, how's... Can we get in some combat, you know? Can we do that? It'd be fun. Um... Also, I think I mentioned this last last podcast, or I don't know. I I talk I talk everywhere, so I don't know. I don't know when I said this, but um, I was like, uh, it's like a beat, like a like a hype mentality of like, oh wow, this is popular. I gonna not gonna catch me playing that or watching that or listening to that. Like Beatles, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's the Beatles. I'm like, eh, it's overhyped. Same with Among Us, overhyped. Yeah, I was in that boat before. I I totally get it. I I was in that boat, but then I jumped out of the boat into the ocean of Among Us, and here we are. <laughs> so we are. Uh, let's get to the hot take because we have to wrap up soon. Uh, <laughs> Puppet, I don't know. We'll see. You you said that you've changed your mind, so I don't know if this is true anymore. But I I think I remember you saying that uh, Among Us is not an indie game. Um, were we talking about Fall Guys and Among Us? And I feel like there's another game that was all wrapped up. It all happened at the same time. And, you know, people people were were like, yeah, I, I'm playing indie games. Yeah, I play I play Fall Guys. And I'm like, what? Like, do you know how many employees they have? Do you know how much their revenue is? Like, no. And then also at the same time that all of that was happening, we were trying to hone down here at Game Raven, like what our target, um, our target, not audience, but like what kinds of games we're supporting and, and reviewing and playing. And I was like, no, we're focusing on the really small stuff. We're going to review the really small stuff that's developed by just a couple people who are just starting out, just getting in the door that don't have that wave of, um, 
popularity already that Among Us was already experiencing and Fall Guys was already experiencing and so on. Um, Cause they, you know, they, they don't need, they don't need game Raven. They don't need us. And that's totally okay. Like we're here to, to find the other gems that are, are much smaller games that are just starting out. Um, so my, op- my opinion and is that, well, my definition of what an indie game is, is different than others. So for me, what an indie game is, is a small crew that developed a game with, um, less resources like their resources were scarce like you know we were talking about the beauty that comes from scarcity and all of that stuff for me something like fall guys that didn't necessarily happen um among us you know i don't actually feel the same way i wouldn't necessarily say you know i i'm an indie gamer but i only play among us like that doesn't make any sense to me because it's already popular and it's already out there and it's already making lots of money. And yes, it was developed by just a few people, but there's just, it just doesn't fit within. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't fit within that definition of what indie is to me, uh, undiscovered indie, I guess. So does that make sense? Am I making sense here? Yes. You've also walked back your hot take since you last year just like no it's it's not an indie game and i was like wait a second we're gonna unpack this one day um it's not an indie game that we need to review and doesn't like it it's just it's not it's not what our what my focus is and what i get excited about when i talk about indie games like when i'm talking about indie games i'm not talking about among us per se i'm talking about like something that is smaller and undiscovered so far um but yeah i guess you're right i am kind of walking back because i've learned since i said that i've learned more and it's okay to change your mind as you learn more information um, still feel that way about Fall Guys. Do not tell me that Fall Guys is an indie game. It just isn't. It is it not. It, it it it's not. It's not an indie game, and the, it, it's so much bigger now. And it it's that's fine. It's it's okay to grow, but it's okay to change your definition of what you are too as you grow. Um, I think that the word indie is used in marketing a lot, and I think it's misused in marketing a lot to sell games. And I think the word indie needs to stay with those that are actually indie and that are truly indie. Um, like and Minecraft. like, yeah, like Minecraft, like Minecraft I think- was an indie game originally, but now no one defines it as such because it has blown up. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I thought well, you just well, mostly- I thought you just agreed with me. So that's so nice that. OK, yes. We're no, on I'm, the try- same page. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to clarify not trying to clarify I'm just trying to understand your point where like because uh Minecraft Minecraft store I mean they they got bought out I think by somebody like the creator like sold it and then they expanded on it which mm-hmm. made it no longer an indie game whereas like yeah I, mean, I, I think that tends to happen I think that's what I think that's what happens and, and and I think what you're talking about of like these small creators can or these creators start something that is in definition an indie game and then they get bought out and published by big people to where mm-hmm. they it eliminates it but those people those higher marketing people still label it as such i think i'm starting to understand your point yeah absolutely yeah yep i think that's kind of what 
um, yeah, kind of riles me up, up a little bit when I see those bigger companies use the word indie. Right. And it's like, well, actually, right. no, that's not what that word means. And we should reserve that for the community that are actually indies. And it takes away from the indie community when you use that word incorrectly. Right. Um, We're like the, the creators of Among Us have not sold out. There's still three man team, I think, just trying to yes. make a nice game, you know. Absolutely. But but it is okay to sell out as a as an indie developer. If you make something that is good and wonderful and you get a good contract with someone and you get paid lots of money for that, that's awesome. Good on you. That's that's great. You know, that's growth. Yeah. You did that, like enjoy that success. I am not against that by any means. Um I think and I know, you know, we could get into Ooblets, but we can maybe talk about that another podcast and everything that happened with them. But it goes along the same lines for me. Like they created something and they signed a good contract that was good for them. And to shame them because of a choice that they made like that, because they quote unquote sold out is not fair. Um, this is what I want for every indie developer is to go big and to make lots of money on the talent and the creativity and all the sweat and tears that they put into something, you know? So it's not good to shame people for selling out because they are successful. I, what I have an issue with is just the misuse of the word indie when the games like that have, you know, crossed over into another realm and uh let's just keep indies as indies and let's just be honest about it and not get swept up there you go big sean once said the rapper big sean once said i work long nights to get a payday finally got paid now i need shade in a vacay so what i'm trying nice. to say <laughs> <laughs> is that um you know if you work really hard and you get and your game becomes popular and it gets bought out and you get a ton of money good for you that's awesome right as creatives we're all creatives here that's not the dream for everybody but don't you want to be supported financially doing something that you you know you're not punching a clock you're doing something that you've put a lot of work into and maybe this is your your hobby this is your you know your hobby is becoming your life and that's um something that a lot of people strive for in any creative field i would love to get paid to make music and not have to work a job and just make music all day and go tour and travel and play in front of a ton of people and that's how i make my living um same for any any sort of creative outlet so yeah don't I don't shame. I, I would sell on a second. I would sell on a second. <laughs> don't shame people for making a dime off of something that they've created. I think that's really weird. Yeah, that is strange. I think for me personally, I would have a really hard time selling out. Like, I don't know. Let me dream for a minute. Let's just say Game Raven got really big or something, you know. I would struggle so so much if somebody wanted to buy that out cuz it's like, well, but that's my baby. I feel like I'm selling my child. Like, so I'm one of those people where personally I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Maybe. I mean, it really depends on the situation, but my heart would be very much against it. But if other people do it, 
that's awesome. Great. Like that's a choice that you have made. That's where, where your heart is awesome. I'm going to support that. I'm not going to shame you for that. That's your journey, not mine. Yep. Just don't let all that money go to your head and then you become a giant piece of garbage like that dude who made Minecraft. <laughs> oh no. Whatever happened to that guy? Who cares? Um, <laughs> who cares? Uh, um, anything else about Among Us before we wrap up? I think I've covered pretty much uh, all the bazillion bullet points that I've <laughs> I've written down here. Hopefully, hopefully this episode wasn't too weird. Um but again, thanks Good. to uh, thanks to PC Gamer and Wes Fenlon for for laying everything out for us to just basically regurgitate on our, on our podcast. Um. Yeah, no, it's it. This was actually really good for me because I've learned a lot even more so now, uh, just to learn more about these games and how they got big and um, all the steps they had to go through. And yeah, no, it was great. Yes. Uh, trash game. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. You can direct all your hate mail to GameRavenReview <laughs> at gmail.com. Just put uh, the heading Taz Sucks and we Wait, will uh, <laughs> forward that on to Taz and we'll and read them on the I next will, episode. I will, I will personally read them next episode. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and tuning into the Game Raven Review podcast. I have been Henry J, and you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at SuperHenry64, the world's worst internet handle, where I stream indie games every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Taz, where can people find you? Uh, yes, you can find me at TazTDevil3 on pretty much any available virtual platform. I do stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, um, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the weekend, weekdays, 9 p.m. for Spooky Saturday on, well, Saturday. Puppet, where can people find you? They can find me at Puppet Master N, and that's Puppet Master E N. And I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Twitch, and I'm on Instagram, and I'm also on Facebook. So all those places. I stream on Twitch fridays saturdays and sundays at 7 p.m pacific standard time and i also have multiplayer mondays on mondays at 8 p.m pacific standard time and it's super fun so come hang out it's a little party you guys can play too we're playing among us tonight it's gonna be too late by the time this podcast comes out but mondays on my channel it's a party um other times i stream indie horror so that's fun so terror and fortune and fun. That's me. The end. And as always, find us on Twitter and Twitch at GameRavenReview and GameRavenReview.com. Have a fantastic week. <laughs>